0: Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a phase that I think All the women that go through divorce at one point go through. And it's that phase where you feel this very deep emptiness inside of you. I kind of described it like the void, right? And it's kind of like at the pit of your stomach. And it also comes with that fear that you're going to be alone forever, now, if I could go back through every single application that I've ever had for anybody that I've ever talked to, I'm pretty sure that I would find some version of that sentiment that I'm afraid to be alone forever on their application. And I feel like for a lot of women that the, they have this knee-jerk reaction to fill that void with either a brand new man or maybe some numbing habits, right? And filling that void with the new man is a bad idea for a million reasons, mostly because like attracts like. And if you're feeling broken and hurt, you're attracting a man from that energy, and he's gonna be at that level. So he's either a predator or a narcissist or worse, right? So dating from this space is not a good idea. We need to do the work on ourselves so that we're dating from a healthy place. And again, like attracts like. So if you are healthy, happy, and whole, you can attract healthy, happy, and whole. Now, sometimes we try to reconcile our feelings about our ex, and we know we shouldn't be with them, but there's that niggling part, that feels like those were the best years of our life, and it leaves that empty feeling, that void in the pit of our stomach, and it might even make you think that you should be with them. For these women, they're feeling that loss, and our primal brain wants to look look to our past for security. So this keeps women looking backwards and wondering, Was it really so bad? Or maybe they think, I wish I could go back to him. But these thoughts are sneaky and you're going to keep hurting yourself with them. These thoughts are not realistic or even real. And it's simply your brain trying to find comfort in a time when you had more comfort than you do right now. The problem with your brain doing this is you're gonna look backwards on the good time with your ex and that's all you're thinking about. So of course it makes you miss him or fills you with regret even though your logical brain knows better. So of course, if you only think about the good times and not reality, you're gonna feel regret. One of the things I hope everyone learns from me is that your thoughts create your emotions, and if you think the thoughts that make you remember all the good old days with your ex, your feelings are going to be lonely, regret, and feeling like you miss him. Thinking the thoughts that create these emotions is not productive. It's destructive. So one of the things I teach all my clients is just notice your thoughts. Turn on your sense of awareness around your thoughts. We need to be a watcher of what's going on in your mind. And when you do this, you have the ability to actively decide to shift what you are thinking about. And the hole or the void that you're feeling in your gut might not be because you miss him. The whole might be a deeper disconnect that you're having with your true self. And I found this to be true for me when I felt that. And I find that most women that are coming out of a multiple decade relationship, they say they don't even know themselves anymore. So the emptiness that you could be feeling is your lack of your own identity, So this isn't a problem, it really is fixable, and I feel, like I said, everybody has to go through it. But not if you keep looking backwards in your life and you're trying to reconcile what happened by fixating on it and only thinking about the good old days with your ex. Then you're thinking about your feelings are going to make you feel even worse. It's like an emotional groundhog day. You relive the same thoughts and feelings over and over for days, and you're going to be stuck in this emotional loop. Your thoughts create your feelings, and if you're thinking about your feelings, this is going to become a bad habit and a cycle that is going to keep you stuck and feeling broken. Now, This specific time where we're feeling our worst about divorce, I call it the river of misery. And during this time, a lot of women are trying with all their might and all their force to feel better. So they might do things that they think will make them feel better, like they plan out their calendar and they make themselves super busy with work and friends, maybe even dates. They do it so that they have zero downtime. They are avoiding being alone and avoiding being quiet with themselves so they don't have to go through this emotional spin. So maybe they're even numbing themselves to feel better by over drinking or over shopping on Amazon or over dating. Even watching too much Netflix during a pandemic is a form of numbing ourselves. I mean, a little bit of Netflix is okay, but the problem with numbing themselves with it is they're refusing to sit in the misery and allow it. The truth about the river of misery is that the initial deep loneliness we feel is where we need to be. Avoiding it is prolonging it, but going through that pain and sitting with it as long as we need to is where our growth is going to come from. We will soon realize it is not terrible or hard to be alone. The more you practice it and make that time productive, the more you will like it over time, and that fear of being alone forever will subside. The more you are willing to feel the loneliness in the river of misery, is really a direct indicator of how successful you will become. The willingness to sit through that pain rather than constantly trying to avoid it and kicking the can down the road is going to get you through it and to the other side of that river quicker, okay? So your willingness to sit in the river of misery is necessary for you to wade through to the other side. Choosing growth gives you power. Avoiding the growth is going to keep you struggling and powerless to it. And the void that you feel, that emptiness, becomes full with your true identity as you face the struggle head on. Facing the pain straight on is going to take some work overcoming the primal part of your brain that is desperately seeking comfort. Make the most of your alone time. Do a craft, take up a hobby. This is gonna help you realize that you're not hopeless and helplessly alone and that you can become good company for yourself. Finding your true identity is not done alone in front of the TV, watching Netflix and eating Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) So another area I see women struggle here is they feel afraid of always being alone. But this is only a problem if you believe it and you repeat it to yourself. If you decide to believe something else, your feelings about it shift. So I want you to try on a new thought. Just like try it on like you try on a jacket. What if your amazing partner is right around the corner? And when you do the work on yourself to become his ideal mate, Only then will you two meet, okay? I like to think you're not going to see him eye to eye, so he could be right in front of you, but you can't see him and he can't see you because you guys aren't at the same level. I love this thought. It helps my clients to put themselves in the mindset that they are the student, and one day they will be ready. Until then, they're going to show up and do the work, and continue to create space for the right guy to come into their lives. But he only shows up when they've learned to be the version of themselves that they want to reveal to him. This is so powerful. It means you all can do this and believe it. And when you believe it, your brain is automatically going to go to work in the background, preparing you and making it happen. You are taking power over your own mind and your thoughts and taking action towards what you do want in life rather than sitting in the river of misery, too afraid to cross. And rather than resisting all the things you want because you're choosing to sit in that victimhood and confusion and think about what you don't deserve or can't have. Seriously, your life can change in an instant with just one thought you can feel better with just one thought. You have the power just thinking the thought that you have power. So it really is a choice to sit and feel empty like you're a shell of a person, or you decide that you're going to create a better life and decisions happen in an instant. Part of the work I do with my clients in my private group is they have to get out of their comfort zone. And right now, as I record this episode, we're in the COVID-19 pandemic and getting out there and meeting people has kind of taken on a new meaning and it's changed. But rather than being a victim to these circumstances and sitting in isolation, this group of amazing ladies is getting out of their comfort zone and upping their online dating game. I totally love this. One even had a Skype date, and she's super surprised by how smitten she is with this guy. Now they've done all the steps of my program, and because they did that, I feel like they have the tools, the skill set to begin dating from a place of power. And some of them admittedly are ready to date. One of them feels like she's better on her own for right now. And there's one who thought she would never date, but she decided to dip her toe in anyway. She's like, I'm just going to try it on a little bit and see what happens. And I love that because sometimes we don't know what our limitations are and what we're willing to do until we like put ourselves out there. And I think it's amazing that she is just willing to challenge herself in a small way, because the more you're willing to put yourself out there and meet new people, the more self-confident you become. You're overcoming those fears. Also, the more you get to know yourself and the more you get to know your values and what you really stand for. So I remember this one time back during my dating season, I was reconnected with someone from way back, even before high school. And I totally had a crush on this guy. We knew going into it that we weren't a fit for a relationship because we lived in totally different states far, far away. And we both had children and there was no possibility of either of us moving but we decided to get together for a weekend anyway. And honestly, it was a blast. We had a great time right up until the time we were at a bar and he went to the bathroom and I started talking to another guy. It was like my old insecure self reared her ugly head. And in the moment, I felt like I needed validation by making him jealous. Well, he got pissed and I came to my senses. I had to apologize to him, own my crap, and my crap being my feeling that jealousy somehow gave me validation, and I had to make amends. Throwing myself on the sword and really owning my shit was a huge breakthrough in that moment for me, and I realized then that jealousy is not the type of validation that I need in a relationship. And honestly, I didn't want it. I want I want honesty and integrity. So we had a great weekend. There was a few bumps, but ultimately we both decided we weren't a fit geographically and it was time to move on. I was willing to date and even willing to get hurt. I hurt myself a little bit in the process because I had these old unconscious beliefs about jealousy that I needed to break free from. And it was a really hard lesson learned, but I did learn that jealousy is a negative emotion and it pushes people away. It does not draw them in. So over that weekend, I realized that the kind of relationship I wanted was one that felt safe and secure, safe from jealousy. I wanted a guy that was willing to go all in. And I wanted to be willing to be vulnerable enough to go all in with him. But in order to attract this amazing guy, I needed to go all in on me. I still had some shit to clean out, obviously. I had to make a massively huge commitment to choose myself, to make decisions based on my own wants and needs. And now, I know this is going to make all the people-pleasing moms kind of uncomfortable and freak out to think about putting themselves first before their children, but hang with me. Um, For me, going all in, I had my kids only 50% of the time. So when I was alone, I was able to just spend all my time and energy working on myself. And when I had them the other 50% of the time, I had so much more energy to be with them. And I still felt like I was making myself a priority. Even when I had my boys, I was able to commit to myself to make healthy meals, exercise, have quality time with them. And when they went to bed at night, I was able to work on my master's degree and, you know, do a little dating. Not really date, but like talk to somebody on the phone, right? So when I didn't have my kids, I was able to get out of my comfort zone and try new things on. I joined a women's soccer league. I was in a boot camp at one of the fitness clubs. And I would put myself out there and meet new people and stretch my comfort zone. I also hung out a lot with my girlfriends and developed my art skills. I even took an online parenting program with a coach because I wanted to become a more positive and calm parent. I made it a priority and I said yes to myself. The last point I'm gonna make today is this, nothing amazing happens in your comfort zone. And it was really through this process of getting out of my comfort zone that I created a better version of me, one that I liked, one that I was proud of. And personally, I had a coach and I was able to get through it a lot faster and quicker than if I didn't. So today I do this with my clients. I walk them through this process that I created to get them from where they are to where they wanna be. And I get to be amazed as I see them reach their full potential and they become so proud of themselves with their incredible growth and transformation. Now, when they come to me, they all feel stuck and like they're spinning in the emotional groundhog day. But when they're done, they have all the tools and confidence to be a success in their life. Sometimes this process is hard, but what is harder, my friends, is staying in the river of misery and fighting against the current, and avoiding this growth in the first place. The resistance is so much worse than getting through it and realizing you don't have to carry that guilt, blame, and shame for life. You can be free. It's a choice, and it's a decision. Thank you, my friends. That's all I have for today. See you next time.